Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. Hey, hopefully you had a good Labor Day weekend. I know we sure did. We actually got together with some family and all that yesterday. Had a great time. Actually wasn't working on Labor Day, which tends to be the case uh, most years where I end up having to work. So for once, I actually got to... I guess celebrate the holiday like it's meant to be, right? For all those workers, it's a day off. Uh, But when you work retail, yeah, unfortunately you don't uh, (laughs) a lot of times get that day off. But hopefully you were like me and got to uh, just enjoy it and not have to uh, clock into work and, uh, you know, maybe be with some family and all that. Uh, But we got some good stuff to talk about here today, kind of like just some catching up on uh, some things that I've been playing, some things I've been up to. I have an incredible recommendation for you to watch. Um, something I, I highly recommend uh, everyone tunes into. But as always, here a little bit of housekeeping here. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk at M A R K T U R C, and of course you can always email the show at theenthuslife at gmail.com. So let's kick it off with what I've been playing. And this was kind of hot off the news uh, last week of Horizon Forbidden West. Now I've talked about it here on the podcast before. I've never completed Horizon Zero Dawn, and honestly. I, I'm trying to think, I think my save when I loaded it up, I was maybe five and a half hours in. Um, so I decided to start over. And I've said it before, part of that was just because when this game came out, it was around the time that uh, the Switch and Breath of the Wild was getting set to come out. And I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm jumping into Breath of the Wild. Um, eventually picked it up a couple months later. And I know, believe it or not, it even traded it in. Um, and then... Here I am now where they had it for free. What was it, last year or something? We were able to kind of snag it. Uh, or maybe that was earlier this year. Get the whole thing with the DLC and everything. So I grabbed it. I own it digitally now. Boom. Um, they give us a release date for it. It's February 22nd, 2022. As well as release now a 60 FPS patch for the PS5. Um, so I said, you know what? I got I got to get back to this game. Um, so I jumped in on the PS5. Game runs awesome i will say the the uh 60 fps patch makes that green game just look incredible um and once again you know the story kind of picks up just just kind of how it was before for me where you know i i know i'm, I'm not going to spoil it for people that don't i kind of know where the story goes and kind of the hook of the whole thing um but it's neat you know you play aloy and, and you know she's an outcast you got to figure out why and then there's you know these machines that you're fighting that act like um, you know, wild animals and, and, you know, there's saber tooth cat. So it's like a saber cat machine. Um, and you're finding these ruins that have very technological, um, you know, technology, <laughs> I guess is the way to say it, uh, kind of down in there, these futuristic things, but yet everybody lives kind of in this tribalistic society. And it's, it's kind of weird. And you can tell something is just off. Um, and it's kind of surreal, but the game, I mean, gorgeous plays great. Um, but as I was playing it, I was like, man, you know, like I'm digging it. I'm into the story, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? There's another game that I haven't finished yet. And and I only honestly only literally scratched the surface of, and when I loaded this game up, I was about three hours in, um, and a new director's cut just came out and that's Ghost of Tsushima. So I'm like, well, why don't I maybe just fire that up and just see, and I gotta finish. I'm gotta finish both of these, especially before Horizon comes out. But um, I was like, let me let me dip into that and see how I'm feeling about that. Because I was feeling Horizon, but I wasn't like over the moon with it <clears throat> right now in the moment. So fire up Ghost of Tsushima, start again from the beginning, just to be like, let me get the whole story. And 
I am hooked on that game. I don't know what it is about the first time I tried to play that game where it just wasn't clicking. It was this past Christmas. I I think I mentioned it before. I got it cheap. It was on sale Black Friday. And um, that game now suddenly, I don't know what it is. I, I was actually kind of laughing at myself saying, is it because I just went and saw Shang-Chi? Like, is that maybe where it kind of is coming from? Um, even though he's not a samurai, it's totally different than that. Um, but I think part of it is just, you play a complete badass in that game. Like, in Ghost of Tsushima, you are just wrecking people. Like, if you haven't played the game or know much about it, I mean, you're playing a samurai who's kind of just, you know, trying for, I mean, the beginning, you're trying to save your uncle, but ultimately save your island from the Mongol invasion. And just the, the abilities you have with the samurai sword and just the the simple little thing of the standoffs where you literally like you'll come up to somebody and your character is very honorable and there are moments where they kind of want you to be stealth but like playing as him and he goes out of his way to say like I don't do that and you can but that's not what he wants to do so when he comes across like a base or something like you can walk right up to the front and just be like I'm here, come fight me. And you hit the, you literally hit a button that just says standoff. And someone comes out and you hold down the triangle and they slowly walk towards each other real slow. And the minute that person moves, you just release the button and he just unleashes death on these people. It is so cool. So right now I'm in the moment where I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. I'll get back to Horizon. Um, hopefully before it comes out, I'm thinking probably by, you know, the first of the year, I'll be able to probably get back to it. Cause that's the thing I was kind of thinking like right now, like looking at the games that are coming out, there's actually a, an RPG coming out this Friday, Tales of Arise, which I played the demo of, um, which, Hey, if you're looking to get into a, a new JRPG and a gorgeous one at that, go check out that demo. It's, oh man, I mean, it looks awesome. I was on the fence about picking that up, but like realistically, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to finish that. It's probably going to be like an 80, 90 hour JRPG. You know, my next game that I'm going to purchase, I'm still on the fence about Diablo, although I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I might just hold off on that for now. And it's Metroid. Metroid's the next one, Metroid Dread. Um, chances are I'm probably going to end up getting uh, Diablo, just knowing me. And, and I mean, some guys in our Discord are getting it uh, on the PlayStation. <laughs> I just, I know I'm going to end up getting that game. But the plan is to get Metroid. And so that leaves me this space here of like, what am I going to play? And like, you know, I, I've been still kind of chugging through Psychonauts a little bit, but kind of falling off that. And I'm like, I, I got to play one of these games. So Ghost of Tsushima, I plan to try to play through that. Now, on top of that, there is a director's cut. So there is a PS5 version of that game. And I was kind of looking at that this weekend, like, do I want to spend, it would basically be 30 bucks, get that PS5 upgrade, so that gives me, you know, the 4K, and I mean, it already runs, they put out that 60 FPS patch, and the game looks gorgeous as it is, but then it also gets you the uh, little expansion island that they gave out, or that they put out for it, and so like, it's only 30 bucks, and I'm kind of like, do I want that, but then in the same sense, I'm like, you know what, maybe I won't. Play through it on the PS on the PS4 version right now, even though I'm on the PS5, and the game looks incredible. It's like, what? Well, I, I don't need that right now. And chances are, I'm not going to play that island expansion as well. I just want to play through the game. By that point, we'll, we'll have some games dropping, and then we'll be good to go. So, if you've played Ghost of Tsushima, let me know, please, because I, I just want to know everybody's thoughts. I mean, I know the game was obviously very well critically uh, received. Guys in the Discord have been telling me for a year now since it's been out, you need to play the game, play the game, play it, play it, play it, play it. I know I've been listening and 
just had other, other things to play, I guess. But for some reason, this weekend, that game clicked. And I mean, I literally went to bed last night thinking about how I just wanted to fire it up and go to another camp, another mongrel-like territory camp and take it over because I just wanted to go in there and just slice through every single one of them. Like, it's awesome. If you haven't played that game, check it out. Um, since uh, we did last in episode two, we also had the gameplay reveal for Marvel's Midnight Suns. Um, the game, you know, coming from Firaxis, of course, is kind of the next Marvel game coming out in March, I think they're saying next year. Uh, it is a tactical game, but it is going to be different than XCOM. You know, this, this is the team that has XCOM in their blood. Um, XCOM is very much a turn-based strategy game. Um, and, uh, you know, those games, for me personally, I I played through a lot of the first one. Um, actually, never played XCOM 2. I think I own it from, you know, Games of Gold or one of those things. Um, but I always kind of hit a wall with those because they get a little bit difficult, right? Where you always feel like you're kind of... Uh, on you know on your heels trying to do the best you can and you know peeking your head out and you know sometimes you have like a 75% chance of hitting the enemy and you still miss and it just gets frustrating right trying to try to use those abilities um and uh this game looks to be kind of the opposite where <laughs> it's strategy based but I, I was actually listened to the game informer podcast those guys went and did a cover story for it and kind of got their just listening to their hands-on impressions and they said some of the people at Firaxis basically told them like in the previous games, you know, the aliens were really the ones that had the power. And, you know, the humans were scared of them. And, and you kind of had to really work your way through. And this, because you play the superheroes, you're the ones with the power, with the ability that you're just somewhat running through these enemies. And, and of course, you know, there, there's tactics to it. And you're going to kind of come up across some enemies are going to give you a challenge. But think of that. Like, you're Captain Marvel shooting her cosmic blast. Like you're going to hit an aim soldier or, or one of the, you know, the, the enemies in this game, you're going to just decimate them. They're the ones that need to be hiding behind cover and doing all that. And hearing that, that made me feel great. Now, on top of that, the cards that they give you, this game is based, the combat is based on cards, which I know a lot of people were very hesitant to, made a lot of people nervous, thinking like, man, does that mean they're going to nickel and dime us for, you know, every, you know, start trying to sell us card packs and that. As of right now, that doesn't seem to be the case. But what they're going to do is you build your deck. So if you played a game like Slay the Spire, it seems like it's going to kind of be like that. But every turn, they're going to deal you a hand, basically, with these, I think it's four cards you get, um, that will have your abilities on them. And then you choose which ability you want to use. So it, it actually, I think, kind of speeds it up a little bit more. So you know, with a game like XCOM, you're always having to think like five or six moves ahead. Right, always thinking like, well, I know these are the moves that I have. This is what I have to do. And you're just kind of concentrating to move the pieces around like a game of chess. And again, that's where I kind of always fall off. It just gets to be a little too much. And I'm just like, man, I'm not enjoying myself with this. With Midnight Suns, because they're just dealing you your hand, you're not having to think ahead that much. You know, you're just in the moment. Here's my character. What am I going to do? Which almost is kind of like a superhero style of play where it's, you know, here's, here's, here are the choices I have right now in this moment. Do I, you know, not in this case, but, you know, I think of a superhero. Am I going to save the civilians? Am I going to toss something at them? Am I going to shoot my blast? Spider-Man, am I going to swing over here and, and uh, you know, kick down? There's all these different things you can think about. And in this, that's what you're going to get to do. You know, you're going to just be dealt your hand and do it. And I think that's a great, great move um, for them to do that. Now, it also, of course, because of the cards, has me thinking, like, at some point, this game is going to go mobile, um, you know, they didn't say whether or not this is going to be like a free-to-play game. That's one question that's still kind of out there, I think. Um, 
Personally, I don't think it is. I think the fact that we're getting it on consoles and PCs first kind of should shed light on that. Um, I think, you know, maybe if it does go mobile, I could see it going that route. Um, but uh, it looks cool, man. That game looks great. I mean, the cool thing, too, is, you know, you get to kind of hang out with these these heroes, too. Um, you know, you, you, can't rom- you can't romance them. You can become very good friends, I think was the way that they <laughs> kind of phrase it. But, yeah, in between your matches, you can... You know, go on a walk with uh, Iron Man. You can go meditate with Doctor Strange. Play video games with Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider. Like, there's so many cool little things like that. So, you know, it's kind of the way a lot of RPGs go now. I think of like how Persona is like that, or uh, even Scarlet Nexus. You know, on the Xbox that I played earlier this year. That um, same way, they kind of in between missions and and that you can actually um, sit and chat with your with your party members, which is something that a lot of people I think expect. With RPGs, I mean, even you know, it's it's a staple of the Fire Emblem series. It's kind of really kind of carried over to many other uh, RPGs, which is uh, pretty cool. So check out that gameplay. I think it's like eight eight minutes, seven minutes, kind of showing you the gameplay and the, them kind of walking through it. And there's a lot of impressions out now for people that actually got to uh, check it out. Like I said, Game Informer, it's their um, cover story. Um, so they have, they're gonna have a lot, I think, rolling out this month about it. So go check that out. Um, and finally today here, I watched uh, an incredible documentary here over this past weekend um i honestly kind of binged through it i mean it it was something that just had me like gripped uh watching it and it's over on netflix it's called uh turning point 9-11 and the war on terror um you know 9-11 was something that i lived through you know obviously and, and many of you you did i wasn't in new york city i was in albany new york but it really um that day was a uh whew, big i mean you can't even describe what that day was to people who've never who are maybe too young to remember it. Um, I was in college at the time. Um, I mean, it, it was just li- literally life-changing. I mean, it changed the world, right? Changed America, changed our outlook on everything, changed how we do things, um, and you know, essentially brought us into a 20-year war that um, ch- you know further changed the lives of of so many, many, so many, um, and you know very timely obviously you know right now we we um have pulled ourselves out of uh, afghanistan i'm sure you've seen that in the headlines and uh you know it's it's a tragic thing that happened and you know um it, we we can't forget it you know everything about that day and, and the 20-year war that followed um there's a lot there and this documentary dives into that it's five episodes each one roughly about an hour i think some of them are a little bit shorter than an hour and um you know it it First episode kicks off with 9-11, but then gets into uh, the Russian war in Afghanistan before second episode, a little bit more 9-11, then jumps into our response. Uh, there's a whole episode on uh, the Patriot Act, Guantanamo Bay, um, torture. Um, there's one episode about, um, you know, kind of Barack Obama's reign and drone strikes and Iraq. There's a whole episode all about, you know, just us going into Iraq how, you know, Afghanistan led to that. Um, and then the final episode is about kind of where we are today, uh, up to the point where literally, I mean, I think the most recent footage of Biden on there was July, I don't know, 10th, 11th. Um, and I got to say, you know, it, it really, you know, you're him watching it, you can't help but cry in moments. You can't help but um, be angered in moments. Um at so many different aspects of it, you know, at the, the perpetrators of 9-11 to um, decisions, certain decisions that were made um, to go to war, you know, not, not necessarily Afghanistan, but to Iraq 
and, you know, put soldiers in that position. It's, I don't know. I just, I just, one of those things as an American, like you got to watch it. It's our history. You know, it's, it's our history now. It's always, it was always going to be our history, but in hindsight now, some of those things you watch and it's like, it, 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 it's just crazy. You know, it's, it's funny. I guess maybe just part of getting old, right? Getting, getting old. Now you look at, you look back at these times, you know, I talked about the, what the Woodstock 99 documentary and now this documentary, it's like, I guess I'm at that age now where we're going to have a lot of these retrospectives on things that I lived through. You know, I used to watch the Vietnam documentaries and think about like, man, that was so long ago. It, it really wasn't, you know, it wasn't at all. And here we are now that there's going to be countless documentaries and things now moving forward like this about, I mean, there already have been about 9-11, but now about the war in Afghanistan and the war in Iraq. Like that's, it's where we are now. And it's, I, I, I kind of tell you to watch this documentary, you know, obviously this is the enthusiast life and the show is all about the fun and good. But, you know, I, I think this documentary really, it's an important documentary, I think, because, you know, and I know you probably remember being in school about history that, you know, if you don't learn history, you're bound to repeat it. And like, that's kind of what I think. And, and what's interesting about this documentary is there is no, at least what I gathered from it, there is no side taken. You know, they, they interview people from both sides. When I say sides, like, I mean, quite literally, I'm, I'm just as I was saying that I'm kind of thinking like Republican, Democrat, like there is nothing like that. And really, that's that's the interesting thing about this was it was the war just stretched across both Republican and Democratic presidents, Congresses, you know, uh, Senates, like it really kind of run that gamut. But also both sides of there's Taliban folks in this documentary. There's uh, Afghan soldiers in this documentary. There's, of course, our soldiers, lawyers, all that within there. So they really, I think, did a great job to just kind of show the overall picture of everything that happened and what led to it all. It's, 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 it's awesome. Like after watching it, it was really just kind of struck me just how just, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. The the last 20 years have just been so different than, you know, the first 20 years of my life, I guess. Let's put it that way. Right. Because really, you know, I, hell, I turned 40 this year. It's the 20th anniversary, September 11th. The last 20 years were so different than my first 20 years. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I don't want to leave this here on a heavy note, but I, I do recommend you check out this documentary. Um, you'll be gripped by it. I mean, that's really kind of how I was in watching it. It just had me just transfixed on watching this thing and uh, wanting to get through it. And there's a lot that, you know, sheds light on, on kind of things that were happening in the moment. Um, and, you know, you kind of understand why some decisions were made and why some things happened. And, you know, whether they were right or wrong, they were decisions that were made. You understand why they were made. Um, and, um, you know, that brings us to where we are here today. So, all right, let's wrap it up after getting a little bit heavy there at the end, guys. I knew I, I was kind of unsure whether I wanted to bring this documentary up here on the podcast, but um, I definitely recommend you watch it. it. It's pretty awesome. Again, it's on uh, Netflix. Turning Point, 9-11 and the War on Terror just came out on Friday. So this is new. This isn't like an old documentary. I mean, literally just came out. Last time I looked, it was like number three, I think, trending in the U.S., uh, on Netflix. So a lot of people are watching it and, um, I think it's a good thing. I think we, we need to have more people watch it for sure. So, uh, that's going to do it for me here today. Tomorrow, um, I am working yet again at a store, uh, about an hour, a little over an hour away, private traffic. Um, so and of course it's what if Wednesday. Um, I plan to watch the episode in the morning, although I may not be recording the episode until the car 
kind of like you might have a classic like on the car uh, episode. So be weary of that tomorrow. You may have kind of a, a different episode than normal, uh, but be on the lookout for that. So until then, everybody, have a great rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time.